This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. Welcome to Palladium Fantasy, the Palladium Megaverse Podcast. I am DM Vince, your host. This is a new season for palladium megaverse uh we're gonna be playing palladium fantasy 1e set in the grasslands area where everyone will be starting and i'll explain that in a moment but let's get around the table to meet our players hi my name is steven i am playing the elf paladin saren allward he is pretty much on a personal quest is kind of just doing his thing at the moment but he's needing to get money and potentially fighters for his cause which as of now he's keeping close to his chest but that's why he's out and about adventuring as for his description he's relatively tall thin uh probably got a swimmer runner's physique as far as that goes he's got the soft leather armor that's on him but that's over that is a simple traveler's tunic and a cloak he doesn't look conspicuous. He's kind of hidden. Think Aragorn in the first movie as far as cloaked and hidden in the shadows kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a shield strapped to his back. He does have a horse that he travels with. Um, the horse's name is Suru. And yeah, as of now, he's meeting with the other adventurers for reasons yet unknown to anyone else. But next person. <laughs> Tag. Unknown to anyone else but the next person? I said unknown to anybody else, next person. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I cut out there. Okay. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, Jeff. (laughs) Is this like an AA meeting going on? (laughs) I will be playing the character Victor Liam Brightwood, also known as Lee. uh, Lee. He is a low-level knight from... Uh, the north, uh, northern wilderness. Uh, he's come to the era, the area we are in, to make a name for himself and to, uh, to, to, uh, to uh, bring honor to his uh, region and to his family. Uh, he he is nineteen-year-old, husky man. Uh, that uh, is first born in his family. He looks like a, like a, 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 um, <clears throat> a rule, not rule, like a, like a farm, like a farmer knight or something like that. Something rural. like a low class knight, a rural type person. Rule, yeah. Okay. Whatever you say. And so, uh, he has a few weapons on him. Has his horse. Has a. Uh, he actually has a uh, steward with him too, and uh, they're uh, they're on the way to make a name for themselves. Next person. <laughs> God. Hi everybody. I'm Hi Corey. Corey. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just following Jeff's lead. I will be playing Nova. He is a man. He travels with a golden retriever. The golden retriever's name is Minos. It's his best friend. Next person. 
I am Lauren. My character's name is Tristan. Go by Tris. I'm 34 years old, and I am a warlock. I am about 5'8", so I'm slender build, but at muscle. So you're toned. You're toned. Okay. Okay. Rick. I'm Rick. I'm playing a noble, Lord Torvald. He's about six foot. Red hair, beard, green eyes. Um, I have a servant of sorts, which I'm. I don't even actually know his name yet. <laughs> we'll make one up. And um, that's right. I'm just, I'm just here to serve my country. Okay. Actually, do my father's bidding, most likely. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> The Wait, awkward... what was Corey's character again? A My man. Character? He said a man. A man. No class, no... He didn't want to no, tell you. You don't get any of that. It's a secret. Yeah. But we at least know he's human, so yes. when we look at human him man. in character, we're not just seeing a blob, all right? right? All right Corey, <laughs> describe how you're dressed at least so people get an idea of that. I'm in... Crap, what am I wearing? Hold on. Crap? A thong. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm dressed. <laughs> He's got a thong on. Perfect. crap. He's a shit cool. farmer. He sells fertilizer to nearby lands. That's his class and what he wears. I am I'm actually wearing standard adventurer's clothes, low-class adventurer's clothes. Nothing fancy like all these fucking nobles who are going to screw everything up. So you, you've got basically some type of like cloth robes yeah, on or something being, like that yeah. or... No robes, just it's just like uh, cloth shirt, cloth pants. I've got well, it's kind of a thick cloth shirt. It's armored cloth, but yeah, padded shirt clothing, thong, padded clothing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys have traveled after hearing about the emperor in the Western Empire expanding his territories into the grassland, making some colonies, and he needed some adventurers' help or just basically muscle help to basically clear the area out and uh, just help expand the colony. So you guys took the the closest ship over to the open grasslands, and you went to Opedia, and you started to head towards the new colony in Naskada. I guess that's how it's pronounced. Naskadag. I don't know. Whatever. That's the new town. It is owned by, or I should say run by the, um, run by the house of Miagina or Miagina. <laughs> we never know how you pronounce God, what's it. What's with these names? Miagina. Yeah. It, I think it's mostly just Miagina. So, but that's the way it was named in the book. And then the, Elders of that house are the ones residing over the area. When you get into that city, you have the feeling that the city is kind of really small, rural. It's being built still. There are, like, houses. You can hear, like, a constant construction going on, hammering, you know, saws. Uh, let me give you guys a small little mappy thing going on here so you can take a look. There's the whiteboard. When you get in there, you can see the three pieces of the area where the grasslands are and then you can actually see the guild hall where you guys are going you guys are heading toward the guild of heroes as it's called in town and when you get to the map you'll see the circle uh on the actual town map which is the second map uh, there okay yeah which is the house that you're heading towards and then below that is a small simple little layout there 
ignore the numbers on there because they don't mean anything, Corey, because I know you'd be the first one to go, I want to go to like 1C or something. No, you annoy me with my maps, okay? Yes, I know. But you approach the area, you, you walk through the, the giant doors. As you can see, most of the town is just being built. It's, you have that feeling of moving in everywhere. The fresh smell of, you know, wood and sawdust is everywhere. You walk inside the guild hall. It's a grand guild hall. It's, like, pretty impressive. There's a giant, like, fountain in the middle of it. Uh, at the very end of the uh, hall there, you could see uh, a large desk. There is a woman behind the desk. She seems to be busily working away, but you know that she is the point of contact uh, of this guild. She's Her name is Attendant Alora. And this she is her first time being in here, right? Right, that is correct. You you knew you had to come here. You knew you had to speak to the attendant here. And you could see Alora as her name plaque that's on the desk there. Do And sorry, this is all Session 1-esque stuff. Do yeah. We, have we just been more or less met on the road in our traveling? Like, I'll get to that in just a minute. Okay. So you guys made your way here. You spoke to and you signed up for this guild because you knew it was guaranteed work. It was money. And it also is prestige in the empire. The more work that you do for the guild, the more money you'll get, the more, I would say, fame. Uh, the guild, guild points. Yeah, guild points pretty much. The guild does give you some certain perks. When you are with the guild, you have a room that you can... It's basically a common room. Everybody has a bed. Uh, you, you get free meals uh, every day, so you get fed all you want. There is, when you get higher up in rank, access to the library, training facilities, uh, weapon repair, stable. armor... Yeah, stable. There is a place to put your horse automatically. Uh, it won't cost you anything. So you can put your horse in there. But uh, Alora does give you uh, just like a general tour of the place. You guys are matched together as a group, an adventuring party, so to speak. Based on the skills that you have of your character when you applied, they matched you with each other. And you guys spent most of the day walking around together, kind of like an orientation in a college. Uh, maybe you talked to one another. You, maybe you found a friend in the group. I'll leave that up to you guys. But... I'm going to just kind of fast forward things just a little bit to the point that you guys have been together for a couple days. You got to know one another. You know each other by name, at least. Whether it be a nickname, false name, I don't care. You know each other, who you are. Uh, you're pretty familiar with one another. Another, You've never adventured together as a party, but there is assignments on the board. And Alara gives you uh, a particular assignment, uh, if you're ready. Um, she wants to know, out of your group... Who will be the one speaking for the group? I'll let you guys decide that. Uh, I assume uh, that the three nobles will jump at that opportunity. Actually, I was I'm gonna, not a noble. Oh, I'm sorry. Two nobles. My bad. I was going to let the paladin speak for us. I'm honestly just a really good fighter. <laughs> I know, I know I, out of character I introduced as a paladin, but... As far as you, the party knows, just really good fighter. So we actually have a lord with us who introduced himself as such. I was giving. I was giving. to fight Mar. All yeah, right. So, so the, that was out of character. Don't know noble here. So okay. Rick is the one that you're stepping forward as. I, this... I, I, I guess that makes me spokesman. 
Okay. So she looks at you and she says, uh, your name again was? I am Lord Torvald. Lord. Okay. So we do have a basic uh, starter kind of exploratory mission here for you. Uh, one of the outposts that we had uh, established here to the north, and if you look at the first map of where I have the little red X on, you could see she goes, we established an outpost out there on the, on the edge of the grasslands. And uh, we haven't heard from them in quite some time. We need uh, a bunch of adventurers to go up there, take a look around and find out what's going on and uh, report back to us because they haven't responded. Now, I want to, before you, you know, say, all right, we're going to do it. That's easy. Uh, I just want to let you know that the area is been, I guess, rife. I don't know, whatever the word is. There's been a lot of orc and goblin sightings. They have seemed to team together under some united crown. We're not sure uh, what's going on, but they seem to be working hand-in-hand to defeat and push us back. So I want you to be careful. The grasslands are quite dangerous, but I think the five of you together with your skills should be enough to maintain your livelihood uh when you get back uh just make sure to give me what proof of anything that you found and we will give you your reward of 100 gold and you will get a lot uh, yeah obviously and you will get some uh uh, guild fame points just to clarify is it 100 gold each or as a party to be divided 100 gold each to be divided Wait. <laughs> so both. <laughs> we get a hard gold each. Do we get 100 I'm gold sorry. We will party the, the party will get one. Gold. I'm sorry. The party will get 100 gold to be divided among each of you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, 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 I know what I said. Never mind. Yes, I moroned it. It's fine. We all do it. The trek will, like will probably take you two to three days. Uh, it is the further north you go, the colder it gets. We are in the winter season. So I suggest uh, heading over to the um, acquisitions area, I guess you would call it, and get yourself some fur uh, fur robe, uh, just furs, pretty much. Sounds I, good. <laughs> and any further questions? How uh, many other adventurers have you sent to this town? Uh, this particular mission, uh, we've sent two other parties, and they have not returned. How long ago? Uh, she says, hold on. She looks at some type of book in her hand. She goes, just last week. I look around. How long does it take to get to this location? She says two to three. I said two to three days. There's a chance they're still alive. Prisoners? Maybe. Is there any uh, towns or uh, villages in that area? No. This is once you head north from here. It's all basically just un- it's not unscouted, but it's just all grasslands and trees and little foresty patches here and there. So is it a flatland? Not really flat, like rolling hills. Okay. Places we should avoid. In the grass- uh, good question, my lady. Uh, the mountain area I would stay far away from. There happens to be a lot of... Uh, trolls in the mountains. There are pixies, which you do not want to mess with. 
Uh, we do have our own protection from those working on eliminating them from the area. I highly suggest staying away from the mountains. You eliminate the pixies say. and fair folk here? Yes, we have to, unfortunately. Hmm. They are very chaotic and uh, evil in nature. They might not be friendly. Yeah, they're not friendly at all. <laughs> to humans. Hmm. She said, she doesn't, actually, she doesn't say that because, uh, let's just see if you notice this. Uh, so Steven, as she's talking to you and you, 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 you know, say something about humans, she kind of looks at you sternly and then you look and you kind of notice her ears are not human. Okay. Okay. It's something that she kind of hides, but you, when you notice that look, you kind of gave her a real good look and you saw that hmm. any other further questions before you leave um, here are we going to be uh, with extra you know incidental stuff like that I'm sorry I, I, you need other incidentals like food stuff like that yeah of course you can grab that on the way out yeah. Salt, uh, stuff like that. How long before we report back? Well, if it takes you two to three days to get there, so I would expect to hear from you in a week. Okay. Oh, and I don't have a horse, so I won't need a horse. Uh, we do have a stable in town if you'd like to go buy a horse. Uh, we do not have extra horses for you to have. You may be able to you rent perhaps, a horse. Do you have a guild wagon, perhaps? Uh, yeah, it would make travel easier, Vince. I'm just saying. Yes, we happen to have one right here. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, and, thank you. <laughs> go ahead and head out to uh, beh go behind uh, the guild hall and uh, talk to Naz. He's uh, the stable Naz. hand. Naz, yes, stable he's hand. a uh, really hardy dwarf. You Good. don't say. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. Very nice gentleman. Sweet as a button. All right. Thank you for your time. Uh, I look at her name tag. What does it say? Elora. Elora, thank you for your time. Thank you, Elora. I walk off to get some supplies. All right. I think we all walk off to get supplies. Yeah, basically you go to the acquisitions area and uh, you can get like basic things you need, like rope, uh, you know, spikes, maybe a tent, furs, food. Do we have to buy it? No, no. Provided? Okay. Yeah, it's provided. And I get a have one pound bag of salt. <laughs> the guy looks at you, that, that's that, that odd request, hey, but... Uh, Is it available? I can make it happen. Uh, if you give me about a half hour, I can make that happen for you. I just have to, uh, well, he has a bunch of little things of salt, so he has to, you know, put it together. He has uh, little, these little salt packets. He has yeah, he's got his little salt together. packets. He's got to dump into <laughs> a container. Of a <laughs> you know what? How about just a half pound bag? That that might work. All right. He says, give, you know me, what? About, give me about five minutes. You know what? Make it okay. two pounds. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so you go off to the side and kind of hang out there and just wait. Anybody else want anything other than, you know, furs because you need it? It's going to be cold. What do you call it, like uh, cold weather 
furs or cold yeah. weather clothing. Yeah, it's cold weather clothing. It doesn't really do anything for your like AR or anything. All it does is just allow you to travel across the cold lands without having to worry about freezing to death. Now, obviously, with cold weather, the longer you're in it, the you know the slower you're, or actually the faster you're just going to get cold. So even regardless yeah. if you have furs on. So translation: don't sleep in the uh, snow. Also, translation uh, is. I would say after six hours of straight walking you're, or whatever traveling, you're probably going to want to stop to start a fire and warm up. Wagoneering. Uh, Wagoneering, yeah. yeah. Can I get stuff from my steward as well? Uh, like what? But this, the basic essentials, food, clothing, uh, well, cold weather clothing. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Yeah. He's part of your adventuring party. Uh, yes, ma'am? I'm going to need some... Well, to wrap up in at night, and I will have to get some clothes for colder weather, please. Yes, ma'am. Uh, if you'd step in here, we can take some measurements and get this uh, uh, fit to you right away. Will do. Okay, so you step in there, and they, you know, they close a curtain, and one of the ladies comes in, and you, you hear, you know, whatever tailoring noise, <laughs> <laughs> fast tailoring noise. So. Do they, do they have to have weapons or just basic supplies? Just basic supplies, no weapons. They they okay. want you to do uh, that on your own. All right. So where you said get, we're going to is, I'm sorry, Jeff. Please. I, I'm sorry. I was just going to get just another week's worth of rations too. Uh, okay. The the acquisitions guy uh, he hands you some more rations. Okay. Which Stephen, you happen to notice he is an elf. David just likes noticing the elves. Nobody else, just the elves. <laughs> no, I'm just taking note of... of the elves to group together against the humans. The <laughs> what was the ones. provisions guy's name? <laughs> Acquisitions uh, provisions guy. His name is Almar. 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 That's uh, okay. Mm -hmm. I had that written down because I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> We're going to deal with him a lot, so I figured I should actually know his name, you know? Great. So the, 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 yeah, whatever. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> Jeff, I think we got all our stuff. Steven had something yep, to ask. Oh, yes. Oh, I was just going to, like everybody else was doing, just gather the basic supplies. So I got a cold weather blanket for my horse and our traveling stuff. And then I was going to double check. So where we're going to is cold, but is it like snowy or anything like that? So should we bring our personal horses or should we just take the wagon and be, be fine with that? Uh, are you asking Almar himself or? <laughs> yes, I'm kind of asking like where we're headed is weather wise. Like, is it snowy there or? He's like, he says to you, I'm, I'm not sure where you're going. Uh, he doesn't know of your mission. So I, I can't really answer uh, that question. I'll describe. We're heading to the, the flatlands. Yeah, the outpost. Where, okay, the outpost. The outpost. You tell them. Oh, oh, um, it's tough to say. I mean, I know that area gets really cold, and it is winter, so it possibly could be snowy right now. I mean, I haven't been there myself in many, many moons. So, uh, do you have a blanket I could get for my dog? Oh, absolutely. We have a, a blanket right here, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Al. I would assume we got cold weather clothes for our animals as well. Steven's the only one that really asked for it. Oh, okay. Then my character asked, asked for, it, for it too. <laughs> and Corey as well, yeah. Yeah, anybody that has a horse that wants... Some... Yes, Rick. I will get some after I go see the dwarf about a horse. 
Okay. So uh, wagon, I'll... you can use the wagon. That's true. You don't need to rent a horse. You can just oh, that's true. Don't need... Yeah. Who's pulling that wagon? But you I still... was just curious to see how much a, a horse will cost me. Yeah, well, you still got to talk to the same guy to get the wagon, Naz, so. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, okay. All right. All right. So after a few minutes of you know getting your supplies and everything, Lauren, you are fitted uh, with uh, whatever outfit you you know describe to the tailor. It, you know it's it incorporates your armor, so you don't have to change anything. You have some furs on it. You you look fabulous. You know you can walk down the runway if you want. You know you're great. <laughs> but you come out. You meet the rest of the party. You're ready to go. You head around back. I'm assuming everybody now. Or yes. Yes. And to get yep. some rations before we leave. Oh, so yes, yes, I need absolutely. I to get some of that because I haven't got any of that. Everybody else did. So. Absolutely, ma'am. Uh, he gives you a week of rations and some water in a uh, water skin. So you could write that down on your character sheet or wherever you want to write on your notes. Okay. Anything anybody else wants or we're done? That's all I could think of at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. All right, so you head back around the, uh, I guess, the house, pretty much, the, the Guild of Heroes, and you meet up with uh, uh, the stable hand, Naz. Uh, he's a little short dwarf. He actually has a very short beard, which normally in dwarven terms symbolizes he's not that old. Uh, he looks like he's maybe younger for a dwarf. Uh, he's happily just, you know, brushing a horse as you step on, step to him, and he's, oh, how can I help you guys? No, I'm not doing a dwarven accent, oh, so. <laughs> I'll speak to him in dwarven and ask for a uh, wagon, and uh, I need a riding horse, perhaps, if I can afford it. Uh, does anybody else speak dwarven? Uh, my character does. Then but Jeff... my character's not there. He's clothing his horse right now. <laughs> oh, I said everyone, so. I was supposed oh, to pick everyone. Okay, so yeah, my character's there. So you're all there, and uh, Jeff, you're the only one that really understands him since you speak Dwarven. Stephen, you might speak it, do you? I read and write Dwarvish, but where I'm from, nobody speaks it, so okay. it would be a dead language. So, but yeah, okay. The writing would still be there. You probably recognize the fact that he's speaking Dwarven, and yeah, I'd say you recognize the fact that he's speaking Dwarven, and you just kind of go, ugh, whatever. One of those. <laughs> Uh, he says to you, uh, Rick, he's like, uh, yes, uh, we have our wagons right over here. Uh, you can attach your horse with this uh, equipment. He shows it to you. And you said you wanted to rent a horse for a week? He's speaking Dwarven? He's speaking Dwarven the whole time. Yeah, yeah sometimes I'm speaking Dwarven. I said, are you, your character speaking Dwarven? I was like, because mine only does 55%. It's oh, a, I got 50% in it. It's a basic conversation. I'm not going to make anybody oh, okay. roll right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about how dare you dwarven philosophy and use three dollar words. Anyway, yes, he's supposed to roll, but I figured this was just a general conversation. It wasn't too difficult. So anyway, yeah, I have no idea how to run the wagon. So somebody's going to have to, you know, hitch the horses because we didn't cover that in, you know, noble school. Noble school. <laughs> Anyone who knows how to ride horses could probably do the wagon. Yeah. Uh, you're, 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 if oh, I can you're... drive the wagon. I just don't know about the, you know. I can take care of the horses. Other parts. All right. He also tells and, you um, if you want to rent a horse, it is one gold per week. 
I will rent a horse and I will I'll rent it for two weeks just to be on the safe side. All right. So you give him two gold and he says uh, he brings you over to a nice, wonderful brown horse. It's so wonderful and bright. Is it wonderful? The horse's name is Wonderful. There you go. Uh, is it really a wonderful horse? Yes, his name is Wonderful. That's how wonderful the horse is. No, no, I meant like horse quality, that kind of thing. Yes, it's a very nice horse. I mean, do you have horsemanship? I have night horsemanship, yeah. Then you would know. Uh, he's telling the truth when you look directly at the okay. horse. It's not a nag, if that's what you're wondering. It's not like half dead and... No, no, it's not. <laughs> well, right, right. I was just making sure, you know, because... It's not emaciated or... Uh, it's, it's, might, it's fine. Might he have change for a gold piece? Change? I, would for... like some, I need some silver. Uh, he looks at you and says, this is not a bank. Uh, no, I don't have change for a gold piece. <sighs> well, I can't tip the guy if I don't have a silver piece to give him. I hand him a silver piece, like, from behind. But you don't speak Dwarven. You don't uh, know he said that. I say thank you in Elven. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, Stephen. A human saying that, speaking Elven. I respect that he took time to learn it. But what Steve, is your what is your overall rage? No, I'm just I'm curious as an elf and he spoke to you in Elvin, your response back to him, I get your internal response, but what is your external just a blank stare, nothing, no response? It was nonchalant. He thanked. It was just like I started walking away before he even thanked. I just handed him the money and started taking care of the horses. So right. it was a non-response thing. So he walks okay. away. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're doing that out. <laughs> All right. So you guys ready to head out? Do you want to do the last things? It's about, uh, I would say it's about midday at this point. Is the carriage a one horse or two horse carriage? It's a one horse. Or wagon, I mean. A one horse wagon. Okay. All right. Then I'll help with wonderful horse, get it hitched to the wagon, and then I'll go take Hop care of the mine, back. make sure it's ready and got my whistle for my dog eggs ready and stuff the dog comes running dog could probably ride in the, you in the wagon knows. with you yes the dog is riding in the wagon with me some people don't want that hey rick what is Back your class then. again are you a paladin or a knight as well I, i'm a noble he's yeah, actually, noble actually is, he's the actual uh, noble class yeah he's the actual actual noble yeah, noble, noble class. class gotcha Yeah, okay. we're ready to start traveling then. We all have so, our supplies, yeah. food. Lee saddles up. Good to go. I'm mounted on my horse. I'm. Yeah, you know what it means. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeff, you're no on the, Jeff, you're on a horse or you are in the wagon? No, I'm on the horse. Uh, my steward would probably be in the wagon. All right, Lauren, are you on a horse or are you going to be in the wagon? I'm going to be in the wagon. You're wagoning it. Okay. Steven is on Maybe. his horse. Steven? Yeah. How about your... Oh, you don't have anybody. That's right. Corey's in the horse with the... I'm sorry, in the wagon with his dog. And Rick... Whoa. He's in the horse. I'll, I'll drive the wagon. <laughs> and Rick is driving the wagon. And your man boy, Stuart, is he in the wagon, I'm assuming? Are you going to make him run? I, I would assume. <laughs> no, no. He, is yeah, that his I name, man boy? make him run because... 
He's yeah, crawling like behind his clock. He'll coconuts. never keep up. Yeah. Is his name Canteen Boy? Well, Canteen Boy. <laughs> Weird now. <laughs> All right, so you guys oh, we start. call him Will Weston. Uh, Ooh, Bill Weston <laughs> is Stewart. But we won't get to that. I never uh, did pick uh, a name for him. I'd leave that up to Vince. Sir, sir, perhaps <laughs> you should get your, your coat, sir. Oh, that is, oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> All right, there you go. The, your your servant's name is Bill Weston. No, I'm sorry, Will Weston. Will Weston. Will Weston, but he sounds like Bill Weston. It's a it's a ancient uh, ancestor of Bill Weston. There you go. From the Western family. There you go. That's why he's so subservient in modern day. Yes, yes, totally. <laughs> All right, so you guys leave the town. Heading that little trail outside of town, uh, we're going to say you're going to be heading the western trail outside of town, then heading to the north. Uh, you can see the grassy lands are pretty much, at this point, they're when the, I don't know if you guys seen autumn, or I should say fall, when the leaves start turning brown exactly, and, you know, the grass stickets that come out of the ground are pretty much starting to die out because the weather is so cold. There is a lot of wind today, so traveling, you are kind of cold, but the furs are keeping you guys pretty much warm as you can be. Now, the party, as far as uh, who is it, is anybody in the lead, or are you guys riding next to the wagon? Or I'm going to assume that the horses are going to be in front and the wagon's going to take up the rear. Well, that's up to the riders, so. Lee would be up front. Oh, your character's name is Lee. Okay, got it. Lee, yeah, Lee. I, I would imagine the, the you know knight would like to go, and the paladin would like to go ahead of the wagon. Yeah, but <gasps> what? Jeff is HD now. <laughs> Jeff's no longer in the nineties. What the hell? I know he's HD. I've upgraded. I All don't right. like it. Go back. I don't like. It. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the real world. I know. All right, so the the two horse. Back riders are in front with the rest of the party uh, with the horse wagon right behind them. Not too far ahead, I'm assuming. You guys are kind of scouting a little bit ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. not too not too far away. All right. Just let me do some randomness here for you while you're traveling across the grassy lands. It's a pretty, you guys got a pretty good view vantage point since it's daytime, and you're at a point where it's not that hilly, so you can see quite a distance ahead of you. All right. So, oh, quick question for the group: um, Does anyone have missile weapons? I have a bow and arrow. I can throw I a, a warhammer. <laughs> because I don't. <laughs> I have eight per level. You have a what? I'm sorry, Lauren. I have missiles. Okay. No, my my brain's not working. My. Eight. So you got magics. Dyslexia. Dyslexia. <laughs> I read it wrong. <laughs> no worries. Dyslexia kicking in. All right. So Jeff and Steven, you guys are riding a little bit further ahead. And up f- in the distance, you could kind of make out what looks like a bunch of people on horses. It's very hard to see because it's far, far in the distance. There looks to be about four of them. And they're, I want to say they're not running, but they're walking towards you. 
not in a threatening manner that you can tell, but it looks like horseback riders heading towards you. I Shall we go? Shall we go, Paladin? Go ask him. Stop addressing me as a paladin. <laughs> Just Saren. Saren, would you like to go address them with me? One of us should stay with the back. Undress them. Address. Address. Talk to yeah, them. Undress. He wants. Yes, to undress, undress them. them. Oh my! Stop it! You don't. No, I have to undress you now. <laughs> no, it's not safe to leave the wagon and the others. When they get close oh. enough, we can address them then. All right. If okay. it's an ambush, you just would have gone right to them. All right, so you guys wait. Uh, do you slow down, or you just keep walking forward, or do you stop the party? We'll get to the like the right side of the road and let them, you know, if they're going to pass us, I motion well, like to the wagon, get kind of more towards the side. And well, what they look as we approach them, do they look like normal riders, or do they look like? I was getting to it. I was just wondering if you guys stop first. That's all. No, I just motioned for us to keep going, but get more to the side so we can pass each other if need be. All right. Well, they're not exactly on the road, so there's really no actual road. It's just a lot of dirt and land you have to be traveling across. Remember, this is a new scouted out area. There's no roads here. But there's not even like a wagon wheel track. Wagon wheel tracks, maybe that'd be. uh, It's a very new land, so no. I'm gonna go with no. Okay. There's nothing okay. stopping the wagon from actually moving, so you're fine. No. When you get closer and they get closer, you both see that they are not people on horseback. They are actually half man, half horse. Centaurs. You uh-huh. Yes, you have heard of centaurs before, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh you've never okay. seen one. Uh, Steven, your character has interacted with them before. Uh, not Maybe not you personally, but your, I would say your people from your kingdom have interacted with them before. And they come riding up, and they stop maybe about 30, 40 feet away from you and stand there and stare at you. They're not, they don't have weapons, but they are standing there staring at you, watching you as you are... I guess walking by, unless you stop and look at back at them. Saren, do you recognize these creatures? They're centaurs. Centaurs. Don't harm them; they won't harm us. But if they show any signs of aggressive, of aggression, don't attack until they do. But let them know you're not a fool. And I make sure my the blade is loose in its scabbard. Yeah. But I just motion for us to keep going. Unless somebody, okay. unless they look like they want to say something, but if they're just observing us, yes, they're they're observing you right now. They're just watching you as you guys keep moving. And when you guys move further out of, like, say, forty, fifty, they kind of walk alongside you, watching you. So, I see this, right? Oh yeah, you all see this now. I'll see it. Yeah. Okay, I unfurl the blanket I have and sit on it <laughs> with my dog. Shut up. I have my sword at the ready. So you unroll that blanket there, Corey? Yes, I did, and it's (laughs) fine. Thank you. Does young Will know how to drive the wagon? Uh, Yeah. 
Then it, the, I will most people would during that time the, frame would be easily. Okay, I will. I will hand him the reins and make sure my axe is handy. Hmm. Okay. You notice when Rick, when you change positions with uh, your servant and kind of get ready, you see the uh, two centaurs in the front kind of look at you and then they say something to one another and then they ride off. Is that a good sign, Saren? Should we tell the others? That could have been a scouting party letting the people know that there's travelers in their lands. Uh, I think we need to ride a little bit closer to the uh, wagon then if we're possibly could get ambushed. Well, they're going in the opposite direction. I say we just pick up the pace. All right. Let's tell the others. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming we're by the wagons at this point because... You're like I maybe... I we were further yeah. ahead. Yeah, like I thought you were maybe like 15, 20 feet ahead of the cart. Oh, I thought we were a little bit further than that. <laughs> yeah. We were initially, but when they saw the others, I said, let's stay with the wagons kind of thing. <clears throat> Because in case it was an attack, I wanted us all to be together, more or less. Do we make a hand signal uh, to, to kind of hurry up the, uh, tell them to hurry up? I just say call back. It's like, let's double time it just to be safe. Okay. Okay. So you guys double time it. You pretty much travel along uh, the rest of today and you don't see anything unusual. Maybe you see another traveler here or there. They smile at you or they wave at you as you kind of float by them. We asked him about the, I, uh, Lee asked him about the centaur to see if they know anything about him. Uh, one of the travelers says, yes, yes, don't mess with them. They are, are very, very mean. I don't know what very they're well. I don't know what they're <laughs> saying. They keep screaming something at me, but I have no idea what they say. Does it sound like a threat you. or a warning? It sounds very threatening to me. And no, they have not attacked me, good sir. Could be a warning. I agree with you, Lee. They may have been trying to warn travelers. Uh, he says what he thinks that they said to you guys. Uh, I think only Stephen would understand it because it's in Elven. Anyone else speak Elven? I do. Okay, then, Rick, you 100%. would understand? Uh, it I got a fifty percent in it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you roll. Go ahead and roll for this one. Is gonna be a roll situation. Roll your percentile and let me know what you get. Oh, ninety three. So yeah, you don't have new idea. <laughs> Let's go under. Yeah, you got to go under. Yeah. Stephen, you right away know they the word the man repeats to you was basically uh, two legged man get off my land. Now, if you want to share that or keep it to yourself, that's up to you. Again, this is what you hear when he says those words. So if you have any reaction, if you have any reaction or you want to do anything, now is your chance. I'll give you a moment here. Do you travel these roads often or these this path? Uh, he says, yes, I have usually traveled this way once in a while to collect some uh you know, tree samples and things like that to bring back to town, sap, things like that, collect, uh, hunt animals, things like that. I recommend 
get what you need and get off these lands as quickly as possible. The locals don't seem to appreciate travelers. Well, they haven't attacked me, so I mean, I figured I wasn't doing anything wrong. They were giving you a fair warning to leave their lands. Oh, so you understood what they said? Yes. Hmm. He kind of gives you a, a, a hmm, look like that. Just don't be hostile. Don't brandish any weapons. And if they circle you, let it be known that you are leaving. And more or less, they won't harm you. But if you travel these lands again, bring an escort. He just looks at you and says, right. And he just walks off. Pulls a count. No, not, he doesn't like pull a count. He just said, right. And he just walks away. Continues walking. That's all. He got his warning. Hashtag walk, what's up. walk away. That's right. Hashtag the count lives on. Hashtag Star Wars corn. <laughs> Hashtag Jeff. No, I think he said Star Wars corn, not Corey. Oh, okay. So you guys continue All right, along? Well, continue. All right, starting to become nighttime now. So you've traveled for about, uh, let's see, six, seven. It's wintertime. So about seven hours. It's starting to get a little dark. How far are we? Yeah, about one day's travel. Uh, you've traveled one day, eight hours considered one day of travel. So you've just about traveled one day out of the two days you required. Right, we're halfway. Yeah, okay. We'll say halfway. Almost halfway. Okay. Perhaps we should make camp here. Make camp, yep. All right, so you guys pull over. I'm sorry, Stephen. No, I was talking with the others. I said I agree. Okay. So you guys pull over to a nice area. Do you look for a particular area or just something that has some trees or something anything that's elevated? Perhaps... Yes, oh, that's for what a wind I was say. Well, if it's elevated, it wouldn't be wind broken. No, the elevation know. we can see who's approaching us. We can set the camp below the elevated place for the people to sleep and stuff, and whoever's on watch can be up a, yeah. a little higher and have a better view in case we are attacked. Oh, okay. So you find an area where there's kind of like a little bit of a higher hill. You stand up there. You can see over a good amount of feet. Yeah, you can see pretty far. Enough to see if somebody is charging at you or running at you or something weird like that you set a camp right below it it's not really that wind broken but it's enough that it's you guys can easily sleep you set up your tents there you set up your fire you you know you get the amount of wood that you need set up your fire and uh your kindling and you you're pretty much set for the evening what are you guys going to do now it's not. Is it time to sleep yet, or is it still kind of early evening? We just chose camp. Well, it's about after you do everything, you know, scout the area, break everything down, chop your wood, whatever you need to do for your fire, set up the tents. I'd say it'd be about 9 o'clock. It's sleepy time. So you that's up to watch. Uh, Lee volunteers for first watch. Thank you, Lee. You guys could do so a I imagine that yes, Rick. they're in it, the only one that can see... In the dark? I can. Okay. He could see as long as there's no actual light preventing him from doing so. Yeah. Okay. So if you hold a torch in his face, he's going to be like, yeah, I can't see shit, so stop. <laughs> you throw right, any, right. a torch in anybody's face, they're going to be like, I can't see. <laughs> I see the light. 
Yeah, he sees the light. Yeah. I see the light. All right. So who's right, so who's first watch? Corey, your first watch. Are we no, just doing Lee two hours here. each? Oh, Lee. Lee. Everybody's gonna do two hours. Yeah. I suspect. Who's no, who's next watch? One do I know who to wake up. Or... I'd say Nobody. one person since we have a good position. Okay. My my steward will stay up with me. Aw, how sweet. In that case, we can do, what, two hours and then two, three hours. So last shift can take the two hour. Um, Depends if you want to sleep six hours, eight hours, whatever. 37 hours. Well, then that's a long sleep, Corey. <laughs> and we leave. We have you three run. groups that we can divvy this up. You sure you're not dead? Jeez. We leave Nova behind. He's tired. <laughs> we bury him. He's, He's dead, apparently. He's fine. His dog pees on him and runs away. Let's I just sleep for eight hours. Second watch One with person. Nova. Okay. And Triss and uh, Corvald can take the last watch. Eh, no problem. Okay. I'll let Will sleep. I'll get, let young Will sleep so he can make me breakfast. Oh, oh thank, th thank you, sir. Very, very much. Thank you, sir. Corey playing a dual role today. <laughs> He's doing a great job of it. Uh, All right, well, your we praise. Thank you, sir. Go to bed now ish. That's nine hours pretty much asleep. That's pretty dang long rest. Yeah. Yeah. And we wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah. All right. So, first watch, Jeff, you and uh, your man boy. What's, what's his name? I don't remember what his name was. <laughs> I can give you one. It, it's, uh, it's a Godwin. Godwin. Henry O. Godwin. Oh, Got it. Lord. So let me just do a quick roll. Okay. Sleeping on my blanket, by the way, Vince. Oh, let me just do my little roll for that. I didn't unroll it. I just took it. Well, that changes me. everything. Oh, do the centaurs go Greek on Lee? Wow. Okay. On your you're getting so close on that number, Corey, by the way. I keep rolling. But I'm passing. No, you're passing all right. I like roll within like a couple both times, so. Anyway, so Jeff, when you're uh, sitting up there with uh, Henry, no, Godwin, sorry, Godwin, uh, Godwin looks to you, he goes, uh, Sir, uh, I think I see something over there uh, by the trees. I saw My something. Looks. You look over there, you don't necessarily see anything right away. I mean, you stare at it for a few minutes and you don't see what. Well, he didn't describe it because you didn't ask, <laughs> so. <laughs> What what exactly did you see? Well, he's like, I saw a glint of... Uh, I thought it was an arrow. An arrow? Yes. I, I, like thought, a... I thought I saw someone like was pulling back on an arrow. I swear. I swear on the gods. Uh, get ready to... I, I tell Godwin to... Uh, if we get attacked, go to, I want you to go back down there, and I want you to uh, alert everybody. So... Do nothing. <laughs> just keep, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Because the way you described that, it was just kind of like, just my, say, "I don't want you to do anything right now." Just get ready. Yeah, don't do anything because I don't. I don't. I curse. I don't see it, like you described. All right. He says, "Oh, oh, okay, sir. Got it." He stands God still, waiting. Just a scaredy cat. Well, he's a servant. Yeah, God went to scaredy cat. But uh, no, we we just met the centaurs. If it's them, then you know. We don't want to provoke them by attacking. 
Godwin so, looks the, he, over your shoulder and he's like, <gasps> like that. He's just like a frightened look on his face. And you turn around, but you don't see anything. All right, Godwin, go ahead. Go back down to, down to the tents. Jack, should wake everyone up, sir? Wake up. Wake up. Uh, wake up, Sir Saren. Wake up who? Oh, Saren. Okay. The elf. <laughs> well, you said you said Sir Saren, so I didn't. Yeah, and again, as the party, I'm just you've just seen me. I'm able to fight pretty well. Yeah, he There's didn't no introduce himself as Sir or anything like that or whatever uh, titles. You've been anything. giving me a lot of accolades for a group of humans. I'm kind of appreciating it, but I have done nothing to earn <laughs> I it. I figure as an elf, you would really appreciate. Oh, I'm higher up on the scale. What? Yeah. All right, go wake up, uh, Saren. Scared. <laughs> Yeah, scary. <laughs> scary. Go yeah, work up Saren. Okay, he he says yes, sir, and he runs off. Uh, Stephen, you suddenly get jostled awake. Uh, Master Saren, Master Saren. One hour fifty three minutes until my watch. Why are you waking me? Uh, Lord, uh, I'm sorry. What title do you go by, Jeff? Lord Lee. Lord Lee asked me to wake you uh, right away. I need you on the mountaintop. Understood. He said, I... "Do you need help with your armor, sir?" I can do it myself. I'll Excellent. Try to be quick. He stands outside the tent and waits for you. Oh, would you say that Lord Lee is very lordly? Yes. Not. <laughs> I want to say boo, but it it fits. Uh, Lee gets his gets his uh gets his shield out and his and uh, prepares his warhammer just in case. All right. Oh, the warhammer. Steven, you put your armor on, you successfully feel set to go up on the top of the mountain. Okay, I'll... Yeah, I'll make sure I have my gear with me. rest of the stuff's there, but necessities. And I make my way up to the hill, and... I, the whole time, like, I'm assuming we either under attack or something's happening, so I got my eyes kind of peeled and looking around. Yeah, see? Yeah. He brings you up the mountain, he says, uh, Lord Lee, uh, Master Saren is here. Saren? Uh, I need your eyes. I apparently uh, my steward is seeing something that I cannot see. Okay, which direction? As I kind of do my own cursory looking around. All right, so he basically points uh, to the west in the trees there. Uh, Stephen, you start focusing in on that area. You do not see anything whatsoever. Do I see any like wildlife? Anything like birds? A glint of sharpened stone or something that could anything that could look like an invader that I could recognize no you do not see anything shining off the moonlight in that direction I don't see anything over there was there any place else your squire thought he saw somebody he also points to another area uh, where basically we Pointed behind your back that one time. I'll look in that direction. I'll look that direction, but I'll also keep an eye out for other places like we are being circled. I want to definitely not just rely on the skittish squire. I want to see if I see anything. Is there a specific role for that? I'm not seeing... There's a perception type thing, but it's not really. But you can roll d20 if you'd like. Do you get any bonuses with any of your attributes for this? Mm-mm. All right, just a flat d20. Yeah. Uh, not terrible, 15. All right. So uh, looking into the 
foresty area from your vantage point, you do see something glint really briefly in the brush. And to you, it looks like it could possibly be an arrowhead. As if someone was aiming directly at you. I'm standing here, Mr. Lee. <laughs> I I, uh, I see Saren really starting to stare, stare, uh, stare at something. I'm guessing. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Saren, Saren's staring. Saren's staring. Yeah, I know, right? Saren's staring. <laughs> I whisper really low. Tell the squad to stop being skittish. But be on guard. There is something out there. And I'm going to try and ninja my way over into those bushes. Ninja your way into the bushes. I'm going to basically use Prowl to hide in the darkness myself and make my no. way over there to see if I can find what's over there. All right. Well, realize that you are on top of a mountain when there's moon. Oh, I'm going to go look like I'm heading back to camp. Gotcha. Uh, I tell I tell Godwin, like, go back to camp. Uh -huh. if, you, if you hear me yelling your name, wake the others. Like last night, sir. Unless you take an arrow to the throat and then you're fooched. I. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm, I'm just teasing the, you, Jeff. That's all. He looks like I'm puzzling. What? He goes back. He follows uh, Saren back to the tent area. So, how do you do this, Stephen? Um, like you pretend to head back to the tent, and then you go behind the tent, and yes, and then, uh, maybe in the shadow of the moon. Whenever the moon's not bright, I'll go into through the darkness into the wooded area, and yeah. I'm trying to circle around. All right, then go ahead and roll your prowl for me. Lee, uh, G100. Lee trying to just, this, uh, tries to hide the fact that he's looking at the area, but trying to convince them that he's looking all around still. 17. Right. 17? Okay. My prowl is 33. Yeah. All right, so... You creep around. Uh, do you have a weapon out, or are you just basically creeping? No weapons moment? out, because I don't want to give away like that arrowhead glinted. So everything's sheathed. I'm just moving. There shouldn't be any metal exposed or anything that could really give me away. My cloak's over my face. Kind of, not blocking it, but you know. Yes, yeah, you're protecting your face. Got it. Uh, you creep so over. No, I'm just moving, moving. You creep over to that area, and... You get closer to the bush where you saw the glinting of the arrow. And you actually, in fact, do see an arrow sticking out of the bush. Would I know if this is a warning or anything like that? Or if it was just left? When you get closer, you could see the arrow is not attached to anything, but actually sitting there on the bush. Right. I thought it was like, like you were describing it, like there's just an arrow in the bush. I'm wondering if that has a, like, this is a unwritten warning. You have, like, um, like a history or let's see. I have fairy lore. I have. Yeah, I have fairy lore and demon devil lore. Nothing specifically about centaurs, though. Okay, so go ahead and give me a percentile roll here. I'm just going to do a 27. Uh, that was pretty damn close. So you remember hearing stories of centaurs 
putting things in places to lure people into a trap. As soon as you see that, boom, you trigger back to like a story of maybe like your grandmother telling you that or something. It's something just to lure people around and get them to a certain area so they can be pounced on. Once I see that and remember that story, I immediately, am I comfortably feel like I'm still hidden? You feel as though? I'm going to again look around and see if I see, I mean, if you're a horse-shaped man, that's not very easy to hide yourself. No, not at so all. So I'm going to clearly look around and see. I mean, I should have been able to spot this as I was prowling, but do I see any place where there's a possible ambush and look in there? When you turn around, Stephen, you do see a horse-like figure standing right next to you as a club comes down on your head. I like how I'm specifically doing everything to prevent this, yep, I and know. it still happens. Oh, yeah, I know. Go ahead and... Uh, roll, Stephen. Are you going to... Yeah. I'm assuming you're going to parry or try to yeah, dodge. Of course. Which one would you like to do, parry or dodge? Now, parry allows you just to take your weapon and just block it. Dodge means you just clearly get out of the way, but that does absorb your attack. I'll... I don't have my shield out, so I kind of have to dodge, don't I? Cause... Well, you can... I, I'm going to allow you to, based on your training, just pull a weapon out since you are a fighter type person. Whip advanced fighter trained person. Yes, pull out the nine and... Uh, pull it out and slipper the nine. Slipper the nine, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll block the low with my shield up uh do the parry okay so i rolled a 18 total Ugh. all right so i have to roll a d20 and i add my parry skill to that correct see if i beat 18 correct Sixteen plus six. Then you absolutely do it. So the, the situation is this, Stephen. You are looking around. You're like, you see the arrow. You're like, crap. And then you're like, I know this is a trap. You look over your shoulder. You see the club heading down at you, and you quickly pull your sword out. Or you have a sword, right? I have a sword, but I used my shield for the right. burying. You quickly grabbed your shield and did kind of like a roll and went clung. And that's where combat starts. You easily blocked it. Can I speak in Elvish? Yes, to you him can. Real quick? Yes. We are simply going through these lands. Do not do this, or you and your herd will be slaughtered. He gets taken aback for a minute because you actually spoke a language he understood, his language. And he looks at you and says, How can we know we can trust you? Two legged man always rapes our lands. I. Take my cowl off so you can clearly see Elf. If anybody knows the pain you're feeling, I do. He narrows his eyes and he looks at you. He says, ah, ancestors. And he nods at you and he says, we will grant you passage through this land. But I don't expect you to stay here long. We're going to the two-legged man outpost and I give the direction. And if we succeed, we'll be traveling through here. Do we have... He says that place is overrun by orcs and goblins. Be wary. And he gallops off. Safe travels. I put the cow back on. 
I, I doubt he heard the safe travels, but that's why I say to him. No, it's fine. Uh, Jeff, you heard a clang. A distinct sound of a shield being blocking the something. But, Stephen, what are you doing now? I, oddly enough, take the centaur's word. I, just to be safe, I put the arrow in a way where it's not glinting. I leave it, but, like, as opposed to where it's clearly shining, I kind of move it like this mm -hmm. so the moon's not reflecting off it. So a skittish squire won't be freaking out if somebody else sees it. So does Lee see this? Yeah, no, you... I'm, no? Oh. I would assume you're I'm, coming out of hiding to do that, Stephen, right? Oh, well, where the arrow is, I thought it was in the bushes. I doubt he can see through the bushes, but I'm just doing that. And then I'm walking back towards Lee. Lee, I'm sure, is, like, all ready for a fight. Jeff, you oh, yeah. see a quick glint. Lee was already starting to rush down when he heard that clank. Jeff, you see a quick glint of metal and then flashes, like, because he said he's taking it and moving it away. So you kind of see a quick glint in the bushes. Uh, he shouts out to Sarah, and, uh, uh, are you okay? Do you need help? No, all is well. And I make my way back to him. One hour, 38 minutes, wake me for my watch. <laughs> Did I just go back to bed? That's, that was Jeff's response. It was perfect. He was just kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wake me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the rest of your watch, Jeff, kind of goes uneventful. Okay. You wake Saren up now? Actually, I give Saren a little bit of extra time. Because he was nice enough to get up. Well, Lee does. How much time? Uh, instead of an hour and, was it 39 minutes, he waits two hours. All right. You at, at the at the two hour and twenty minute mark, Saren, you get woken up. I know you said to wake you early, but I figured since you assisted me, uh, I'd let you get a little extra sleep. I appreciate the kindness. Let's wake Nova. Uh, while you're getting ready, uh, I will do that. He goes to Nova. Kicks him in the head. Wake up! <laughs> no, wake up, guard dog in my tent. You realize that, right? Wake up, asshole! So <laughs> as soon as someone's coming near your tent, Corey, you get jostled awake by your dog. Was like, I ready, ready my sling. And then you just see it's just it's Lee. He's he's tapping on the side of your tent. Nova, I'm sorry. It's time for your watch. Yeah. All right, Minos, stay guard. <laughs> bow wow <laughs> it's actually a person yeah it's a person <laughs> in the suit bow wow was it wilford yeah yeah there you go there you go yeah yeah yeah, so yeah i go watch all right so you sit on the top of the mountain with saren i'm guessing saren yeah, yeah. do you guys speak at all or just kind of sit there in silence i don't know stare at each other with dead eyes it's like fucking <laughs> this uh, is a good friendship I, honestly i don't see us chit chatting much just asking Saren so doesn't kinda... seem like the type to chit chat my guy's not really the type to chit chat okay 
So you guys sit there for your two-hour time frame. Nothing happens. Uneventful. Awesome. Who's next? We need to wake Lord Torvald and Triss. I'll wake Lord Torvald. Okay. Lord Torvald. So Rick, you get you get woken up by uh, Nova, and Triss, you get woken up as well. It's time for your watch. It's starting to become. You can see the trickles of light starting to come up slowly. You guys feel refreshed after a nice long sleep. Unaware of the events that happened at night because no one has said anything just yet. <laughs> and nope. frankly, only Saren and okay. uh, Lee know what's going on and his cowardly steward. <laughs> and they only know half the story. He's only like 12. Give him a break. <laughs> You're bringing a 12-year-old with us against, like, orcs, goblins, dragons? It's kind of forced on me, but... <laughs> Go on. You're the Jeff worst adopted yeah. parent knight ever. Uh, he's pulling a Bruce Wayne right here with... Uh, Will, Will, Will's only 14. <laughs> Forget to tell me something. All right, I so. mean, it's not my fault that he likes dressing in spandex and short shorts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, so the last watch, nothing happens. So you can wake up the party with an uneventful thing. It's morning time. You all sit around the fire, have breakfast, break down yum, camp. Yum, yum. Yeah, you feel very fulfilled. Yum, yum. Feel fulfilled. Well done, young Will. I think we can retire. Oh, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> I didn't realize I was quite so young. Jeez, oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> now go back to the regular <laughs> Bill Weston voice. No, no, no. Yeah. You guys stay like that now. But he... <laughs> we'll just have Sarah squeeze Corey behind, underneath the chair every time he has to talk in Will's voice. No. Uh -huh. Just. Uh... Damn it, Stephen! I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, more like Sarah would punch him there if she was if she was sitting there. So. <laughs> but no, yeah. Just go back to the ring. Don't go that voice. That is really. <laughs> Yeah, uh, of, of course, sir. Of course. Hey, he's 14. His balls could have dropped. That's fine. So. Oh, jeez. So you guys break camp and you start heading for the last travel to get towards the outpost. I will kind of fast forward things a little bit as you travel. You are well, now. I mean, I, I would. My character would ask what happened last night to uh, Sarah. Oh, okay. Please continue with that then. Oh, uh, Sarah, what exactly happened last night? There was an ambush for invaders of these lands. I spoke with one of the centaurs. Oh, well. They granted us free passage. They oh. also warned us that the outpost we're going to has been overrun with goblins and orcs. I, I this think this is something warn you others. felt like sharing. <laughs> I am sharing. Oh, oh. you're sharing with me. Are oh, you sharing with everyone? Well, I imagine he's just talking was right out next loud. To us. Yeah, it's like I it's... <laughs> Yeah, we're at we're breaking down camp, and you asked me, and I just okay. Responded. No, I was doing it while we were on travel ahead of the wagon. Kind of get uh, the chit chat I on camp. So okay, he said that in the middle of camp. Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, should we? How do we message the uh, the guild? Let them know. You take what's out going your phone on. and just put in guilds. 
Text um, text nine 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 to the guild and you'll be fine. Yeah, this is this is Lord Lee with the party of it. Why does Jeff, why does Jeff always go for the old fashioned phones like this? I mean, flip phones, they're reliable. They, they work anywhere. It's AT and T. The only way is for one of us to ride back. Yeah, essentially it's the only way for one of you guys just to ride back. That's Jeffrey. What do you expect? Do you want to send your squire on your horse and you ride in the cabin? Or wagon, I mean. No. (laughs) (laughs) It looked like he was frozen for a second. Yeah, he long paused there, Jeff. Jeez. No. No. Uh... Uh, I don't know. I we should have asked for a pigeon. A pigeon. Yes. You didn't ask yep. for one, so. I guess we'll. Uh, I I suggest what we do is scout out at least scout out. If it's too much for us to handle, we should uh, head back to the guild and let them know. Two adventuring parties have already been taken. Well, they also went in blind, too. That is true. We know who, what we approach. Your thoughts, Stephen, when he remembers, he mentions the adventuring party, is they could have been ambushed by the centaurs. They should have had an elf with them. <laughs> That's his response. They should have an elf. Maybe they did. Uh, that brings me back to my town. There was an elf back there. She was very nice. She made some of the best uh, biscuits. Very sweet, very tasty. And she was born and raised in your village. The biscuits or the elf? No, she she came she uh, <laughs> she came along with the uh, with the the settlers that went there. Oh, elvish settlers? No, human. Oh, <laughs> she's not an elf. She had pointy ears. She says she was an elf. Ooh, that's fighting words. I don't know. I don't. I don't see many elves. Maybe a few in the uh, the wooded areas, but not too many. Okay. Well, I guess that ends the conversation. <laughs> good talk. Good talk. <laughs> Glad you're with us. Walk away. Yeah, I mean, Stephen didn't respond, so I'm assuming that ended the conversation. The fa- I was giving him facial expressions like, continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as oh, uh, met them in the woods. Yeah, I mean, they seemed uh, standoffish, but they never bothered my never bothered my uh, my town. So we just let bygones be bygones. So there was settlers in the woods of the elvish people there. No, uh, we didn't see uh, elvish towns. I assume they were just traveling through the area. It's kind of a kind of a far distance. Uh, in fact, it's just uh, north of the uh, Alger, Alger Sea and south of the uh, Alger Mountains. Good to know. Thank you. Home of the internet. <laughs> home, home of the internet. Yes, the Algor Mountains, home of the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when Jeff told me that, he's like, I'm going to be from the Algor Mountains. I'm like, home of the internet? And he's started bursting yep. out laughing. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys travel and chit-chat and have your conversations back and forth. We'll say this takes place while you're traveling so we can move forward. You are within 
half day's travel to the outpost. You will get there by probably nightfall. Now, if you want to stop and wait for the traveler. What's that? Do we see any more travelers in going in the opposite direction? No, you see no other travelers. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so you see no other travelers and you will get to uh night you get there by nightfall or you can stop a little bit of ways away, camp, and then make your day uh make your way there in the daytime. It's up to you guys. I say I we for daytime. Yeah, daytime orcs, much better. Well, yeah. uh, I don't suggest we all go up there. I mean, at least scouting the area, uh, maybe learning if they're coming in and leaving. See their numbers, see what they have, see if they have any prisoners, etc. Yeah, and if well, the outpost is overrun, are they using it as a means of base or? All right. So, let me change this here. Who's scouting? Uh, both our knight and our paladin. Uh, I mean, I keep an eye on the distance, but the uh, I don't have any way of traveling without being seen. You don't have the prowl skill or anything like that. No, out of character, no. I have some prowl, but not great. We're level Same one. Here. None of us are great. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I rock. I don't know about you. Well, you are approaching at nightfall, so you do have the cover of night, so that all, that factors into your rolls, don't forget. Do we know if orcs and goblins have good night vision or not? Uh, I believe they do. I, I do have, in, in character, I have racial histories. Go ahead and give me a so, roll for that, Jeff. Let's see if you kind of know that or not. 16. Yeah. Okay. 16 out of 28. Okay. So immediately you say, oh, yeah, definitely. They have a uh, keen eye at night. My father would hunt a group that was, uh, that was uh, harassing a uh, dwarven village just in the Augur uh, Mountains, and they could, they could easily see him at night. So we're better during the day against them is what you're saying. I assume they could see during the day as well. You don't know that. I mean, they could see during the day. But... <laughs> yeah, are they nocturnal yeah. creatures? Yes, they are more nocturnal than uh, day. Then we would have the advantage against the goblins during the day. Okay. All right. I think it is their internal clocks being opposite. They're more alert during the night than they are during the day. So, are you guys going to scout, or are you going to hold on for the daytime? Uh, I guess hold on to the daytime. Okay. Yep. Sounds like we're playing. So, you guys scout the immediate area to make sure that there's no creatures in the area, no goblins, no orcs, nothing coming through. No, The only thing you see is maybe a bunny or, you know, a chicken running by or something. Mm. Or wildlife, pretty much. Birds. The breakfast and dinner. Didn't she say that there were fairies in the area? Uh, that would be the in the mountains. mountain area. You're far from the mountain area at this point. Okay, good, 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 good. Good, good. I good. say we just wake up at first, right before first light, before the dawn pitches, and start scouting. Then the goblins will be at their most tired. Perfect. 
they'll probably yep. have a daytime. Uh, they'll have a fresh watch rotation, but this will be when they're yeah. most tired. Yep. Okay. They won't be as alert as they would the rest of the day. They won't have their goblin coffee till later on that night. <laughs> I don't even want to ponder what their goblin coffee is made with. Now that you said it, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't. I was just making jest, Go but on. now that you've made, <laughs> I thought. Anyway, so you guys put your camp together, sleep for the night. You have your watches. Go through, and that's all the time we have for this week. I'm. Yay. I'm Vince sitting with Stephen playing Saren Allward. Jeff playing Lord Victor Liam Brightwood. Yeah, uh, Corey playing Nova. I told you it messed me up, man. We can't hear you. We can't Lord. hear you. I'm playing Triss. And Rick. Playing Lord Sparkle. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.